Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Scottish Indie Podcast, a new podcast featuring conversations with some of the best acts in Scotland. For the second episode, I'm delighted to welcome along John McClendon from the band Memes, a band that are making big strides and, and gearing up for a really exciting 2021. John, thanks very much for joining me tonight. A pleasure. Thanks, thanks for having us. That's the kind of standard question that you say to everyone when you're a year and a bit into lockdown now or since the pandemic started anyway how have you been finding it and are you now getting to the point where it's the craziness is kicking in i pretty much i mean it's you know it's as you know for being in a band it's it's just a bit of a nightmare um you know gigs being the the main thing that's that's completely taken away and you're kind of limited what you can do so i mean we just kind of tried to keep going last year and um done what we could and, and kept kind of recording and you know put some tunes out but I, at this point it's just I think probably it's worth knowing that we're so close to um things opening up so um just eager to get back um by pretty, pretty sick of it but you know I think got some optimism this year in the vaccine program and everything's going going well so fingers crossed we'll be we'll be gigging second half of the year. Yeah it's certainly been difficult times but you seem to have been able to carry on the the momentum that you created through 2019 and recently the, the South by Southwest mm-hmm. showcase that's obviously a, a massive one a sore one not to get to travel to, to Texas yeah, yeah. but uh, what an opportunity to, to show what you can do. I it was great and I, I think last year you know we were already um, you know part of the, the White Days showcasing um group of bands for last year and you know with that sort of going online that kind of gave us that allowed us to sort of keep things going and and that's what the south by southwest came out came out of um at the start of the year so i that's the thing we can't we definitely can't complain too much you know in terms of um being able to at least do something through the lockdown um so it's it's not been it's not been too bad it's just you know we we're we consider ourselves like a live band and you know, it's great doing these kind of filmed showcases and the sort of online side of things, but it's, you know, you know our kind of bread and butter is just getting into a venue and uh, making a racket. So the, the sooner that we get back to that, the better. But I, it's, 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 it's been it's been great last year. We've had, still had great opportunities. South by Southwest is, is brilliant. Um, but I, as you say, wish we were in Austin drinking Jack Daniels maybe next year. <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate. In, in terms of the last year, there's been a lot of new music and bands have somehow managed to muster some inspiration through these difficult times. Is, is there new stuff on the way from yourselves in terms of you continued writing and recording? We have, so we, we've just kept kept going. Um, you know, again, our kind of set up, we sort of do a lot of, um, you know, everything that we've put out so far has all been self-produced. Um, so... You know we've, we've been able to just keep going in that regard so i we've, we've got some some stuff kind of stocked up um just need to sort of do some recording and and get that process underway but i we've, we've got stuff sort of you know starting to stockpile tracks now um and just figuring everything out but in terms of lockdown it's, it's not really we've not really done anything related to that um you know i, I don't know if after lockdown and after covid there's going to be like a, a kind of you know a barrage of lockdown themed um eps and albums but um you know we've just kind of 
continued, just stuck to what what we were doing before, and um, you know, just kept the kept the themes in the same kind of same manner as what we're doing. So, aye, but I, I don't know what the plans are exactly, but there'll, there'll be new music from us um, soon. Loads of songs about sitting in the history and fuck all. <laughs> that sounds absolutely smashing. Bottles of wine and uh, exactly watching. Uh, what was that show last year? The 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 tiger place. What the tiger king. Aye. Tiger king. Aye. No, there's there's no tracks about that. Not not yet. I mean, maybe maybe if I rewatch it or uh, Paul rewatches it, maybe we'll we'll knock something together. A bit. Well, hopefully, you'll it. not have the opportunity to do so. <laughs> you me- you mentioned the the band uh, creating a a racket. It's a incredible noise that two people are capable of putting together. Yourself and your cousin Paul. How did how did the idea come about to form a band together? Um, I mean, we'd we played in a band before, and, and this sort of just came out of um, it was kind of accidental the the setup. Um, so the, the first song we'd put out, <clears throat> blah blah blah, was a song that um, Paul had, and it was sort of um, you know we weren't really sure what we were doing at the time, and um, like there was no intention for me to sort of be the singer or you know, not have a drummer or anything. It was just kind of, we were just at a point where um, it was sort of needs must and we were just sort of messing about, really. And we tried recording it with me singing and um, we thought, let's just put this out, see what happens. And um, Steve Lamack picked up, so he started playing it. <clears throat> and on the back of that, we got offered a gig down in London. Um, we only had one song and we thought, you know, let's just um, let's just try this and, and go for it. And, um, you know, we just sort of, threw some stuff together, went and done the, the gig, first gig, bit of a ramshackle, but, you know, at the end of that, we thought we could probably get away with, you know, not having the drummer and being a bit sort of left field with this and, and having a bit of fun with it. And, yeah, we just tried to be a bit braver with, you know, because traditionally for us it would be, you know, sort of, you know, slicker studio recordings and having a full traditional band set up, but we just thought, you know, fuck that, let's just, uh, let's just do something a bit different and, um have a bit of fun and I and uh, I just making a racket is probably just to cover up all my mistakes. <laughs> well, certainly no notice. So you're doing you're doing that absolutely fine. And and the fact that there is no drummer, I've seen kind of previous interviews that you've done, and you've mentioned the fact that you can almost kind of you're a compact band. You can book you and you don't you travel lightly, so it's quite easy to to move about from place to place and. I guess, yeah. I guess when we're having all these barrage of gigs after lockdown's finished and people are just absolutely desperate for live music, that'll allow you to travel and, and travel to different venues even in the one night, I suppose. It does. That's That's been the biggest. I mean, that's really the biggest benefit and why we've kind of stuck with it is just, you know, um, being able to dart about with, you know, pretty much no, no gear, you know, just a guitar, a bag. Uh, for each of us and, and just kind of get there low cost it, it's definitely um it's definitely opened our eyes to you know what what can be done when you just sort of keep things keep things simple so um and and that's why we played down south as as much as we did up here just because it was it was easy to sort of get down you know we could keep the cost low and um and sort of it was, it was manageable so i when once gigs are back i mean our plan is just it's just to sort of hammer it and, and gig as much as we can and that kind of feeds into the the fact that your compact does kind of feed into the manic nature of the band as well i suppose it's it's very uh, much a an act that 
transcends or possibly comes across better, in my opinion, on the live stage. I think it's definitely. I think what we've noticed is that you, you know, if, if people haven't heard us when we played live and we started, we we always found that the first song there was an element of what what is this? What what are they up to? And then you know we then we try and win them over. I think I think there's a wee bit. It just it just looks a bit weird and it it sounds a bit manic as you say. Um, but I think once you know, I think especially when if if it's seen kind of live in in person it. You know, it starts to make a bit more sense. Um, and I, we just, it's just one of those things. We've kind of been led by it and we just committed to it. And, um, you know, for the first the first kind of few months, we didn't get a chance to think because we just, we just kept getting gigs and we, you know, we had moments we thought, oh, what, you know, what are we doing? Should we, we should probably try and get a full band set up. But um, I, we just didn't get any time to think about it and just, uh, and just kind of kept following the trail and we're kind of led by it. So, um, and the thing is, with you know, with the setup, it's kind of you know we can sort of play up to the daft element of it, and you know have a bit of fun with it. So uh, it's, it's it's all good. Uh, it's, it's kind of almost like warehouse, I don't know, like guerrilla gig type style in terms of the way it looks on stage. It it just looks like it's it's proper raw, and the, the energy's there uh, from the off. So I can understand the element of surprise, but I think it does really come across spot on and. You mentioned the fact that you travelled down south quite a lot uh, when you were able to play. Am I right in saying that three of your first five gigs were in London? Uh, I think I think I think that would be right. Definitely the first the first gig we done was in London. I would we did we had this kind of run of London gigs, um, which was again just came out of kind of nowhere. Really, it was just sort of on the back of the initial radio play, and it was just one of those things that when we started playing down there. We'd, we'd get other offers just you know you know maybe a promoter had seen us down there or um and i think i think i think to be honest by the end of 2019 i think there was maybe one or two promoters down there thought we were based down there anyway so um i think that's maybe why they were asking and, and when we get asked we would just say you know aye that's fine even if it was like the next night we would just find a way to get down and uh and play again that's just you know testament to the simplicity of everything we, we don't have much gear we don't take anything with us we just get the mega bus down and and go for it and i guess normally you'd start off locally and try and build up a, a bit of a following that'd be the, the traditional way to do it but you've yeah you've thrown yourself into the big smoke and uh it's certainly a big pond there uh mm-hmm. how was that experience because obviously you've been in bands previously and and that's the way you would have you would have tended to do it, establish a following and then branch out. But you've kind of done it the opposite way there. It, it wasn't really intentional. It was just kind of one of those things that, <clears throat> and you know, we've, we've still done a, quite a few gigs in Glasgow. And the intention was, um, you know, just before we, we went into lockdown and the intention was to, you know, to start kind of building things up up here as well and, and just kind of do both really, just keep keep the kind of London thing going and, and start building it up here. But um we just didn't really get that chance as yet, but I'm sure it's something we'll we'll, we'll rectify. But uh, I mean, we were just we were happy playing down there, and I think we kind of um, one thing we found, you know, playing down there is just you know some of the um, some of the bands we played with, you know, we kind of learned a bit from some of them as well, just picking up, you know, um, just some of the more obscure elements of it, and um, 
I don't know. There's there's something about it kind of resonated in some of those venues we were playing in. It just seemed to kind of it just seemed to kind of work. Um, so that's why we just kept again we're kind of led by it and just just kind of followed it and and kept playing down there when whenever we get the chance. And one of the first gigs was with Niall Marr as well. Certainly <laughs> part of a a famous family. Indeed. What was that something that that opened? Any doors, or, or at least got you running in a, a circle that you would definitely want to be part of. Well, that that was the that was the gig that so the that gig was for um, Cub Fandangle, which is basically the live kind of side of uh, Fierce Panda Records, who we we've we've been with since the end of 2019. <clears throat> so that was a kind of big thing that came out of that because I think that was our second gig we played down there uh, with with Neil Mar and. Um, Aye, that that was brilliant because it was it was rammed. I think it was free. I think it was like free entries. It was just like one of those like a Thursday night. Got all the kind of people that were just out for a drink after work kind of thing. And obviously, you know, being Johnny Marson, Neil Mars got a bit of a draw, and you know his stuff's really cool as well. So, I that was definitely an eye-opening one for us. We just thought, you know, this is this is kind of, you know, if we can, because all you you know as you know the hard thing is getting getting up and running. But if there's kind of um, you know, crowds there that you can play in front of, then, you know, that was the thing for us that kind of opened our eyes and we thought, you know, the, these are the right gigs for us. It's kind of, and it, people kind of responded well to it. So, um, so that, that was definitely, a, that was definitely a highlight. And, and as I say, that was when we met Fierce Panda. So it's been great. And they've been like, they've been brilliant for us, um, you know, on the live side <clears throat> um, and with the, you know the the records we've put out with them. So um, again, just one of those fortunate things that we just managed to get the timing right, just just right at the very beginning. And in terms of the the passion for local bands, we've touched on it plenty there. That that London's been very good to to your band, but it seems like there's still a passion, particularly in the cities. I, I think that. Both of us grown up in, in Motherwell and can yeah. remember the there used to be the likes of Star Cup where bands would play on a weekly yeah. basis and I've, but that that all kind of died away uh, yeah. two thousand four two thousand and five and never really ever managed to recover again but in the likes of Glasgow Edinburgh and D Aberdeen there still seems to be that passion for local yeah. bands coming through they they attract a local following and. They become yeah. the hardcore supporters, don't they? They they travel the length and breadth of Britain to see their to see their mates or to see a band that they've just fallen in love with. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Glasgow, uh, you know, that's still was in our plan to sort of really. We just hadn't quite, you know, we'd done a few gigs, but the plan was to really start gigging in Glasgow more. And um, you know, absolutely, it's like there's a great scene in Glasgow at the moment. I think that whole kind of um, you know punk scene that's going on at, at the moment and actually the last gig we done a, a year ago just before lockdown was supporting the dunce at <clears throat> SWG3 and it was just like you know you could see whatever it is 1200 people you know there to, to see kind of local bands and going absolutely mental and um so and as you know like Glasgow has so many great venues and um it, it's definitely one of the you know I suppose Manchester and Liverpool and other cities have a, a kind of big claim to having great scenes. And but in terms of you know punters and 
the passion for music, Glasgow's right up there. I mean, um, you know, when, when you get a, a venue in Glasgow and it's rocking, it's it's brilliant. I keep on talking about opportunities and platforms and such like, but the other thing we mentioned was Steve Lamarck and the, the BBC introducing stuff. Yeah. On the last check, that, that video on YouTube's over 10,000 views. So it's certainly taken the band to, to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. The first song that, that you recorded as well. So that's that's something that for someone that established in the industry to pick up on it and then people to obviously enjoy it enough to continue watching it, it must be an amazing feeling. No, 100%. I mean, it was, you know, like obviously for us, we're, we're still, you know, we've got... A long way to go in terms of getting where we need to be but from to just put one track out and um you know to get that sort of backing from him right away i mean anything anything that's, you know good that's happened to the band is really you know on the back of that because that initial support from lamac you know um he kind of ran like the track is track of the week got us the session it, it, it sort of got us those initial light uh, live shows down in london as well so and then everything kind of since then is, is really on the back of that. So um, uh, we're we're um, uh, we were delighted with that, and and he's been amazing. He's he's played every every track we've put out. Really supportive. The the live session was you know we were really kind of surprised with that because again we didn't really have enough songs at the time. <laughs> um, we kind of toyed with the idea of just playing the same song four times, but um, you know we thought, we thought better of it. But because uh, that that came really early for us. Um, but again, 100%, it, it really just gave us that chance to, you know, push on and um, gave us that kind of um, bit of confidence to to see it through and actually do it. Because at that point, we just we were still just kind of starting out. We weren't sure what we were doing, you know, with this band, and and that kind of gave us a bit of a bit of a push into it and just to to go for it. So I, uh, he's Lamac in particular has been been brilliant for us. It's it's absolutely mad, and it. it, it Steve Lamac, I can remember downloading stuff off a of LimeWire and the likes, and it was always his kind of radio jingle that was played before it, Steve Lamac and Radio One. Aye. And then, so that that's just such a glowing endorsement from someone that is just absolutely massive in the industry. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. He's a cool guy, you know, he's, he's a kind of staple of UK radio, so. Um, no, 100%. Like, he's, you know, um, as I say, just, you know, not just for us, I think, you know, his support, he supports, because, um, I mean, his show, I don't think, is an exclusively, it's not like it's a, like, unsigned band show or anything like that, so I don't think it's necessarily that he has to sort of push um, newer bands, but he, but he does, and, um, it, it, you know, it's a massive help to anyone that's trying to, um, trying to get things going or trying to get heard, you know, because it's just, it's, He's kind of got a prime time show that he's got, and you know BBC Six has got a kind of loyal following. So you're always going to pick up listeners and and pick up some some fans if they like you. That is, I'm sure, I'm sure we've I'm sure we've put off a few people as well. But um, I know um, he's been we're indebted to to Steve Lamont for sure. Ah oh, yeah, I'm I'm sure that you've definitely attracted more people than you've lost, and that's the. That's the name of the game. In terms of things moving back to normality, what is next in terms of the next plan in terms of getting back out and playing gigs and, and releasing new yeah. music? Have you have you set any dates in stone 
for either of that if you get anything coming up not, not really set any dates in stone for releasing music although we've, we've kind of been working on stuff that will be kind of ready to go soon um but you know we need to think about I, I, what, the, what the plan will be and um so that's all kind of we're just waiting until we finish songs basically um, but in terms of live dates, I we're, we're playing. Um, I mean, it seems like forever away, but we've got dates in December. Sneaky Pete's in Edinburgh and the Tunnels in Aberdeen. I think that's the eighth and ninth. Um, we've got a date supporting Sprints in, in London in October, um, the twenty first of October. But um, I just working in some other things. We've got a few kind of things that were um, some festivals potentially. Um, you know, potentially some things in Europe, but again, waiting to see what happens with, you know, restrictions and, and all that good stuff. But um, I, the, the plan is just to get to get as many live shows as we can. I mean, we've, again, lucky enough to be working with ATC Live Agent. Um, we kind of get that over the line in January as well. So, so that should really help us, you know, in terms of getting our um, kind of gigs bookings you know really up and running this year so i we, we're just eager to go to be honest as soon as as soon as we get a chance we'll take any any gig and we'll be we'll be out there so as soon as possible maybe get you off that megabus as well maybe i mean we, we don't mind the megabus so it's i don't know <laughs> take, take a lot to get us off that no, certainly not for me uh, <laughs> the crab sets in round about carlisle and last beyond ah, it's, it's brutal yeah. They, there's obviously loads of exciting bands in Scotland right now, and I think I think it's fair to say that everyone's just busting to get back to it. It's mm-hmm. it feels like we've been kind of caged up, and, and no, it just um, when the release comes, that we get the green light to to go ahead with live music, and it's it's been quite frustrating that it seems to be the last thing, along with with football, that is going to get mm-hmm. the the go ahead for for people to be in and be able to so kind of eradicate social distancing but what else have you been listening to both kind of locally and and beyond uh, during this um locally probably been listening recently to um a guy called kapil sishasai he's um it's kind of like he does sort of like um kind of protest related music related to like the cast system and it's um we've played a couple of well i was going to say we played a couple of gigs with them we didn't actually we done like um like white days in south of southwest but um so we didn't we didn't actually see him live but he was on those sets and um yeah i've been listening to some of his stuff and it's worth checking out it's really interesting um other stuff i've been listening to um Billy Nomates, I don't know if you've heard heard of Billy Nomates. She's a kind of solo artist. Um, it's a kind of like electronic based kind of stuff. Um, and she's kind of been pushed a lot as well by like Sleaford Mods, and I think she's done a track with them. Um, who else? Another artist called Sinead O'Brien, um, Irish kind of solo sort of spoken word type thing. Um, kind of well it's not really spoken word it's kind of half sang half spoken word kind of um you know poetic lyrics with a kind of guitar based background um but i i should have probably thought about this before i came on because i knew you'd probably ask about um, what, what i've been listening to but 
Um, I should have maybe given you a heads up. No, no, but I'm just, I'm just trying to think, uh, just, just different things. I mean, I, I've been trying to keep on top of like new stuff that's been coming out. Um, I heard a song, a track by, a new track by the Dunce. That was really good as well. Um, they released a track. Um, I think they're probably going to. I don't know, but I'd imagine they're probably working on an album as well. So there's probably something to to see there. Um, so yeah. Lots of stuff. There's a band we played with called Lee Patterson in London as well. Been listening to them a lot. <clears throat> it's a kind of kind of grungy sort of punky stuff. Pretty cool. Um, and what else? I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably other than that, just like you know, kind of older stuff. Um, so no, no one, no one worth prom- no one that needs promoted anyway. So. <laughs> no, that's fair. And it's a it's a difficult question to to finish us up here, but you've had these opportunities and and kind of got a taster for it, and in quite an early stage of the the journey. What what is on the the bucket list for me in, in terms of going forward into twenty twenty one, the rest of twenty twenty one and beyond? Um, I think. I mean, the boring answer is probably just that, you know, we, we just we just want to get back. Really, it's pretty simple for us. We just want to get back gigging. There's no, um, you know, we just we want the band to just keep going and, um, you know, get as kind of as big as we can make it. But it's not, you know, the plan is just to gig and um, and try and just keep, keep going and um, picking up fans where we can and, you know, and playing live, that's what we really want to do. Play live and eat kebabs, that's us, that's our mantra. No, and it's, it's, it's one that we could all learn from, I think. It's, uh, it's straightforward, <laughs> simple, but effective. Exactly. <laughs> John, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Cheers, mate. Much appreciated, man. Take it easy. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, thank you and goodbye.
calories, fish and chips for my dinner. I think I'll go see the butcher and get myself a choice slice. Uh-huh. Then a trip to the dead eye fish with silver trays of ice. Uh-huh. <laughs> 